to the first episode of Ghibli Jabba. I'm Nick, and I'm here with Trevor. Insert name. Um, and we're going to be looking through the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli one by one, through the eyes of me, someone who's a fan of the series, and through Trevor, who's um, new to these movies and hasn't watched them before. Um, to kick off, do you want to discuss, Trevor, a little bit about what you do and don't know about Ghibli and um, what you've seen or haven't seen of them so far? Yeah, definitely. Um, my So first off, I mean, I love film. I'm a big film geek. Um, it's one mm-hmm. of the first things that Nick and I have bonded over as friends. Um, but I have never... Acquaintance, I hate you. I had, I had <laughs> never seen a Studio Ghibli film or even a Miyazaki film before this. I mean, I know his body of work and I know he's very famous and there are like people who were obsessed with Studio Ghibli in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of like a lot of the awards and things that, it, that they've, that his films and the studio's films have won throughout the years, but I just had never sat down and seen one. If someone asked you to name one, like before doing this, would you have been able to? Were there some like, oh, you, yeah. Oh, I, yeah like oh, yeah. Like I would be able to, I mean, like I wouldn't be able to like extensively give you the entire list, but even just like uh spirited away that comes to mind. Yeah. Cause didn't that win the Academy Award? It did. I, I think, think that, yeah, that was like one of the first years that they had the um, award for mm-hmm. animated movies. I think I went to that one. Yes. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that was, that's the first one that I saw. Like, my history, I think we watched that episode, that movie in um, year nine as part of an anime um, body of work in, in in our English course. And I'm not sure why that was part of English at all. Um, I think it might have been just as, like, a different sort of source material to um, to analyze. But I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I think I was away for the first um, class where they started watching Spirited Away. So I came in and the class was already like halfway through the movie. And even then I just, I loved it so much. It was so weird. I mean, watching the movie from scratch doesn't make it any less weird. It was just so (laughs) bizarre and it was so beautifully animated. I'm like, I need to see all of these instantly. They weren't super easy to get. Like, I think I, like, I think even at our local video renting place, they weren't um, super easy to find at that point, but you could go to like the DVD store eventually um, and buy sort of the, the full series. So I, I definitely bought mm. I have a lot of them at home and then I have a lot of them that I'd borrowed from some source and then illegally um, burnt onto disc. But yeah. So <laughs> wait, 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 how old were you when you first saw it? I wasn't like young, young, but I was maybe like 14 or something. Okay. Yeah. Probably 14. Oh, so like um, 40 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in the eighties, you know, um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, part of the things I'm curious about with this is if I enjoyed these movies because I was at a certain age where I was sort of more willing to, you know, fall for things. Like, if there's a little bit mm-hmm. of a nostalgia when you're watching these now, I'm like, oh, I loved these so much when I was a child. I really loved this animation, and I'm wondering if you're going to feel the same when you watch it as how old are you now Interesting. yeah yeah um i'm 28 i think you yeah, should also tell that. them how we know each other and where you live i mean not your exact oh, address I'm... but you know <laughs> uh well i'm from sydney um canada no uh sydney australia um and trevor's and... over in salt lake city 
Salt Lake City, Utah. So we're across the world from each other. Yeah. And we met on Instagram years ago, following each other, and then just started chatting from there. And then um, at the beginning of the year, Trevor's like, come and watch, come to Sundance and let's watch some movies together. And I was like, yes, please. So we did that and we've been friends, acquaintances ever since. Exactly. And I think that's like one of the the cool things and one of our inspirations for this was we've always bonded over film and clearly it was so important for us that Nick flew halfway across the world to come to a Sundance Film Festival with me. So it was cool to, like you said, having nostalgia for these films and knowing that we both appreciate film to then view it from two different perspectives. So it's been Mm. exciting so far. Yeah. And I mean, I've wanted to do something like this for a long time. And then I think when we were over in um, Salt Lake City, we were like, oh, like I don't dislike animated movies, but it's not something that I'd go out of my way to sort of see. And then when I was thinking about it later, I'm like, wait, Trevor said that, didn't he? He has to be the person who I do this with. Um, (laughs) I definitely don't seek them out, but I don't think No. And I mean, I'm, to be honest, I don't love anime either there's a lot of things about anime that like the sort of hyper violent hyper sexualized um sort of storylines and or like they get super dense a lot of the time with um exposition and like plot and like i can't follow a lot of what happens in a lot of anime series but mm-hmm. um the ones feel quite apart from that um and there's maybe especially with miyazaki more of a western influence especially in the sort of you'll see in the sort of environments that his films are set in, especially his early ones. Like in this one, it's a very sort of European setting. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think it's literally set in Europe. Um, well, what movie of... are we watching, Nick? Or did okay, watch? Yeah, let's move into it. So this <laughs> is a little bit of a, um, I suppose, a bonus episode just to kick us off because I thought it'd be a good um, place for Trevor to start, even though this isn't technically... Um, what you'd consider a Studio Ghibli film. So we're going to be watching Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro. Um, I guess I've I've copied and pasted a bit of a description, so I'll read it out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it follows Gentleman Thief, Lupin the Third, who successfully robs the casino only to find the money to be counterfeit. He heads to the tiny country of Cagliostro, the rumoured source of the bills, and attempts to save the runaway Clarice from the Count of Cagliostro's men. Lupin enlists his associates, Jigen and Goemon, and sends his calling card to the Count to get the inspectors and Nagita, his longtime nemesis, to the castle. After becoming trapped in the dungeon under the castle, Lupin and, Z- yeah, I'm almost there. Lupin and Zenigata form a pact to escape and foil the Count's counterfeit operation and save Clarice from her forced marriage to the Count. So the important thing to know about this is that this was a, I mean, this is based on a series of, um, like, on a what do you call it, like on a manga series, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also, I think there might have been a TV series beforehand, and this is also the second um, Lupin the Third movie. So it's kind of, I haven't seen any of the other stuff, though, and I imagine you haven't either. No, so I mean, my understanding of this character and the other characters um, are based only on this movie. And, like, part of it might, I mean, if I, it might feel a little weird, the movie, because it's obvious that these characters are people we should know a little bit, especially when like some of the minor characters, yeah, um, they come to class. It's like, oh. it's like, why, 
you know, should we know more about this person? Um, uh, but I mean, it's not so distracting in this movie that like you really need to know more about them. The focus is very much, um, on Lupin and sort of the cat and all that stuff. The other characters don't, uh, apart from Jigen, maybe he's like more, he's like right-hand man who he sort of starts out with. The other mm-hmm. characters aren't really, um, they don't really have a lot to do, which I mean, maybe hurts the movie a little bit, but okay, well let's get, I mean, just to start off, what, what was your impression of the movie? Did you enjoy it or, um, yeah. What, what yeah. are your thoughts? Yeah. So I think one of the, I mean, I watched the film and it's original version, not dubbed, which was important to me. Um, and my first takeaway well. from it, <laughs> my first takeaway from it was, I was just super impressed by the level of the animation after I found out what year it was directed or what year it was created. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, like, we kind of What was that? I said, which was 1979. I didn't mention that in the, my but at first, when I was watching it, I was just kind of like, oh, it's kind of choppy. And it had kind of that manga feel to it. Um, but yeah. then when I found out that it was 1979, I was like, whoa, actually, this kind of feels oh, it's as cheap as this sounds. It's like a little ahead of its time. But yeah. I was just, that kind of gave perspective to me in terms of, like, one of the things I wanted to, to, to uh, touch on was the cinematography. I had never seen... Well, other than in like Pixar films and like that, such intense cinematography for an animated film. And I just feel like this coming from 1979 probably had reverberations throughout animation from then on out in terms of the way in which the camera movement and it's focusing on like people's facial expressions and nature and things like that. And so like, I'm going to be honest, the story cinematography you mean, when you say cinematography, you mean it's it's shot like a movie, basically. Yeah, it's shot ex- exactly like a movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like a movie. Like it. it didn't feel like a lot of animated films from that year. Not that I'd seen a ton, but I would I would conjecture. And then... Yeah, 41 years ago. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thought I had, like, I mean, the movie in and of itself, like, I feel like the storyline is very um, simple. Like, it's a storyline yeah. I've seen before. Like... But that wasn't the thing that moved me from watching this film. It was the way in which it was animated. And again, how impressed I was that this was made in 1979. How about you? Yeah. What were your thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's hard for me to think about this movie sort of without sort of connecting it to the rest of um, the Mm -hmm. Studio Ghibli film. But yeah, I mean, compared to the movies that he does later, even the next movie, Nausicaa, five years later, this one does feel a little bit, yeah, the animation is a little bit choppier. Like, obviously, um, it, it seems a bit more cartoonish. There's a lot of mm-hmm. weird, like, 80s sound effects. I know it was the 70s, but, like, a lot of sound effects whenever there's, like, a boing and, like, weird things like that. With- <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, I don't know if that's the influence of, like, the Lupin aesthetic you know that might be something that like the lupin series does versus whether it's like it was as much of a choice on miyazaki's part to play it that way obviously he can't like Mm -hmm. change sort of the look of the character too much 
from the the films that had come out before and the TV series that had come yeah. out before. So he was probably. Well, what was your? Sorry. What was your? No, sorry. What was your? Um, were there any differences in terms of like when you remembered the first time you'd seen this movie and now watching it again under this lens? Like, what were the differences for you, if there were any? Um. Well. See, I've, I've probably seen this maybe three or four times now, and mm-hmm. I'd watched it most. I'd watched it fairly recently before this rewatch, maybe like a couple months ago. So I was like, "Oh, this might be a little bit of a drag," but I actually, <laughs> but I, I, I think I enjoyed it more. Like, I think the pacing in the movie is quite choppy. It's like it's it's very fast sometimes, like speeding along, and then there's sort of there'll be like that, the long sequence of him, like exploring the old castle, just sort of wandering around for a few minutes. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it felt very choppy, but obviously the more you see it sort of, the more you see a movie, the faster it moves kind of, cause you're sort of yeah more familiar with those elements. Um, I think maybe this time, the things that there are a couple of things that I, I, I enjoyed the weird, like um, henchmen of the count with their like weird hands and like, there's like creepy looking things. Like I thought they was, I know that's a very specific thing, but I'm like, Oh, I don't remember. It's almost like it becomes almost fantastical in those moments. These weird, like they're almost magical fighting creatures with like, like evil like creatures. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, exactly. And they're like hopping along the walls and shit. And like, there are many fantastical. Like, yeah, I found like, them. When the found them right quite, along the side of the mountain. Yeah, I found the sequences quite creepy, and um, it's it's a little bit more violent than I remember as well. Like, it's not completely like cartoonish. Um, no, no, uh, and like, yeah, at the end as well, the way um, the count meets his fate, um, and I, <laughs> and there are, I don't know there was like the scene well, towards the end as well where they're. Um, in like in Interpol and they're discussing why they can't go after the count. I'm like, Oh, this was like a little bit political as well. I'm like, I don't remember that element of it either. <laughs> so I suppose on, on, on this rewatch, like the main differences were like the, the subtle things. Cause you know, I'd, I'd seen it enough to, um, you know, just enjoy the movie on its own terms, like, and not really be looking into it too closely, but yeah, it's just those little things um, that I enjoyed um yeah so so you're saying you're what did you think of the plot because it's it's very like it's a very sort of like throwback kind of like serial like adventure like that you know kids might have watched in the 60s kind of thing yeah well and when you when i found out afterwards that this was a whole like series that this loop in the third character was in a series and there this work had been from prior which i I think is pretty fascinating because i'm under the assumption that a lot of the films that miyazaki or studio ghibli does themselves is uh, original content and so it was interesting to see his start be with something that yeah like a a, a, something founded like there was a character that was founded that he created a film for it but um i yeah it was super like I wasn't surprised. I was surprised by the animation when I saw it was 1979, but then I wasn't surprised by the plot because it felt very formulaic. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised with some of the choices in terms of even like, I mean, spoiler alert, but at the end when Lupin the Third like leaves 
the girl <laughs> and i was like okay that's not very conventional but um but you know the bad guy gotta gotta save the princess from the bad guy like that was very formulaic to me it was yeah. almost like mario yeah well i mean i was reading um though um they were talking there's like an interview between monkey punch who created the character the manga um and his mm-hmm. opinion of this movie he's like the, apparently the the difference between Lupin in this one and the other ones is that he's a lot nicer and more of an act like an like a like a hero. Like I I think the quote stuck with me. He was like, I was surprised. Like this is what Monkey Punch said about like the end of the movie. He's like, I was surprised um that he um sort of saved the princess at the end. I would have had him rape her, and I was like, oh, oh okay, um, yeah. So it's of. So the character is quite toned down here. Apparently he's not as much of a romantic um, and normally well, he's he more of a misogynistic, but sorry, I guess he, he did come off as incredibly misogynistic to me. I think, he, I think he's supposed to, but I mean, obviously mm-hmm. um, that was even toned down. So this might be a little bit more of a family friendly version. <laughs> Which I mean, it makes sense if you're making a, I mean, this, this did, Correct me if I'm wrong, but this did really well in Japan, right? I'm not sure. I think maybe not that well, but then it might have um, not like breaking records. But I don't. I think it probably did well enough that it did well enough for him to have a career of you know creating movies after this. I don't think it didn't do amazingly well, but I think it, it developed a sort of a bit of a cult audience afterwards. Um, Interesting. So, what? What did you like most about it? What did you have a, a favorite moment or scene from the movie? Yeah, definitely. My favorite moment was watching. Also, I okay, I have to touch on this. I think it's really funny. Oh. I love puns. I just love that the count counterfeits money. Like that was just fun for me, <laughs> which is just so stupid, but I loved it. That was your biggest and... takeaway from the movie. <laughs> no, that wasn't my biggest takeaway. No, I mean, like, I didn't take away. Other than the things they touched on, I took away the cinematography and his the animation in and of itself. But the my favorite moment in the film was when the count was smooshed by the <laughs> clock, and then the clock tower broke. That excited me. <laughs> yeah, quite intense. Oh, yeah. I just didn't expect from an animated film for that like moment, and then just like the squish moment, it just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What's your favorite moment? I don't. I don't think I really have one. Like it's, yeah. I. I just. Yeah. I just enjoy watching this for, mo- mostly. I mean, and a lot. This is true probably for a lot of these movies, but for the way it looks, it's just like a really, and like the weird world of like it's kind of old fashioned, but then there's like mm-hmm. lasers and things like that, which I guess goes back to those sort of maybe like, you know, serial like sort of American. Um, afternoon adventure kind of things has kind of got that vibe it's like it's like you know indiana jones kind of thing but less dashing hero i suppose um <laughs> I, I don't know i really like the um opening credit scene i don't know why i just think it's really cute like there are some really beautiful shots of like the car oh, driving yeah. um on that road that's sort of surrounded by water and like the sunset and just like oh, cute yeah. photos and like he's just like the him nature. like exactly like on like a horse and cart or something and like with like the flowers next to it <laughs> and like sort of driving through the countryside um this might sound know, so really stupid but i uh, 
I got weird like um like Terrence Malicky vibes from the cinematography. Yeah. Like I really as stupid as that sounds, but I really did in the opening credit scene. And then you know the the, the music playing over it, I was like, oh okay, what am I getting myself into? You'll get that a lot more um in future Ghibli movies. This is definitely the most sort of silly i'd say um and all over the place kind of thing like the the stuff on like when he's on the roof and like he just like run like leaping from rooftop to rooftop like Uh the the film has no sense of like um like a physical reality there's like a very elastic sense of gravity and like i'm gonna get so hurt on that roof (laughs) a lot of his movies have that, that a little bit but yeah this is like particularly cartoonish um did you find it to be oh yeah like i I had like moments where it felt like this might sound like a slight but it i remember watching like pokemon the animated show when i was younger and there were moments like the the fast cuts and like the movements of people yeah kind of reminded me of that yeah okay well i (laughs) i asked you to um rate the movie out of 10 but then also Mm -hmm. i had a list of five different criteria um that i feel pop up um a lot in a Miyazaki movie and like they're sort of some of the elements that make his movies his so why don't we go through them because I might also have a like we can also probably have a little bit of discussion based on them so the the five different elements um that I asked you to sort of look out for were one strong or complex female characters two environmental concerns three flying machines or flight in general um for the power of love as something that's like all conquering and all important and five which is maybe like a bit of a bit further afield is um uh, sort of in, like water being an important part of the movie so like boats islands rivers being like playing quite a strong part um mm-hmm. and then you've also rated the movie out of 10 so at the end all the miyazaki movies will have a rating out of 20 not to compare them just for like a fun thing to have a rating for um, so what did you say for strong and complex female characters? We'll go through okay, them one so by our one. scale, our scale is like two for a lot, one for a bit, zero for slim to none. Exactly. So I'm going to say my first gut reaction was a one, but I'm going to go with a zero and here's why. Because mm-hmm. that like princess character, forget her name. She's yeah, the biggest Chloe. damsel in distress. Yeah, I've ever seen in my life. And then we did have that one character who was like a, Fujiko. in the third. What was her name again? Fujiko. What was it? Yeah. Fujiko. So, yes, yes. Um, she kind of had some autonomy and and some some complexity to her, but they didn't give her enough screen time to ever even get to know her. So I'm going with a zero. Slim to none. Yep, I also went with zero, especially um, <laughs> compared to future movies, which I mean, most of his movies have a female protagonist. Um, and even in this one, the, the women that were there weren't that interesting. I think Fujiko probably is may, maybe has more to do in other parts of the series, but she was just there for plot concerns, really, to have, like, another person on their side who, like, moved things forward. And, you know, she sent things to Zenigata. Like, I feel like she was in there just to sort of, um, because she had to be. They didn't really have anything interesting for her to do. Like, she was there, like, doing her own con, and then, like... <laughs> Lupin came in, she's like, oh, he's ruined everything, I'm going home. I mean, she she yeah. did she did end up getting it in the end, but, like, I was <laughs> like, oh, 
and some and fun she, banter but like whatever yeah also yeah she like she didn't have as yeah she had a little bit of autonomy but she wasn't as strong as i remembered her being either i, was, I thought she was a bit more of a kick-ass kind of um character i mean she does a weird thing at the end where she just like flies away like from the <laughs> from the plane <laughs> i was like what? okay um okay the second one is environmental concerns what did you put for that um again went with a zero i feel like they talked they talked about the castle i don't know i just didn't feel like they were like concerned about they were like breaking cars and stuff and <laughs> yeah and yeah zero yeah i said zero as well i was like oh did like the water and stuff have anything to do with it? Was it about like yeah. industrialization? And I'm like, no, it's not compared again, compared to, I mean, yeah, the way I'm looking at it compared to other ones, um, it's a zero for me. What about um, flying machines or flight? Oh, I gave it a two. There was like a lot of flying, especially around the castle. Mm-hmm. I gave that a one. Um, okay. I think it's definitely there. His love of old fashioned sort of auto gyro flying things um mm-hmm. but again i'm i'm going to be rating this more from the perspective of his ho- the whole the whole body of work um so i'm saying one for that what about the power yeah, of love yeah, uh sure. power of love um again i'm gonna go with a zero like no i actually i'm gonna change my i'm gonna change it i'm gonna go with like one just for a bit but mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it probably wasn't love it was like lust and infatuation that he wanted to save this damsel in distress. So, I mean, because right. he ditches her at the end, but I'm torn. Maybe a 0.5. <laughs> like, you can't do that. No, you can't change. I, 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 I very specifically laid this out. Zero, one, or two. You're giving okay, it a one? I'll do a, I'm going to do... Oh, that's hard. I'm going to do zero. Okay, I'm doing zero as well. This is very... This is quite a loveless movie. It, it, yeah, it's quite... <laughs> I mean... I, I like again. I mean, obviously, based on the character, they they make him a little bit more loving. I mean, and and the implication is that he's helping this girl because she helped him as a child or something, right? That's kind of what I got from it. Or I didn't you, really did get, you get that. that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I got like they. That's what they told us. Like, and they showed yeah. us a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't get it. I'm like, I'm not getting something here of like why he feels this connection, but whatever. Yeah, it's a stretch, but yeah, it's. <laughs> Even keeping in mind all of that, I I don't think there's a lot of love in this movie, which I I didn't need. I didn't necessarily want it to be more romantic than it was. Um, I love the that last he left thing. Her at the end. I thought it was funny. Sorry, I love that he left her at the end. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was just like, she was so cut. She's like, oh, what? <laughs> okay, jeez. Um, and the last point, um, water being an important part. Okay, I'm gonna say a one because I don't like it. Didn't feel like it was important quotations, but it felt like it like played it played an aspect in this film, especially when the clock tower went down and all that water rushed yeah. in and revealed that lost Roman city. So I give it a one. I'm gonna give it a two. I think okay. maybe I misrepresented. I don't not important necessarily, but is there a lot? Like oh, okay. there's all the things. Of, no, yeah, but don't, you don't need to change it because. Okay. I'm I'm, be- I'm between a one and a two, but I'm going to say two because I've given it like no points for other things. But there's a, like there's a there's quite a few um, sequences um, relating, like you know, the whole thing about flooding the castle at the end when he's diving through the sewers to get to the thing, and like he's coming out mm-hmm. through the fountain, 
um, and they take Clarice away on one of those old-fashioned boats at the beginning. So I'm going to give that a two just to um, give it a few more points. Okay, out of ten, what did you give the movie just from, like, how much you enjoyed it and its quality? Or um, however you, you choose to rate these things. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll give you my rating and then I'll explain why. So I'd give it a, I'd give it a five because it... A five mostly because I probably will never watch this film ever again. But I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't hate my time watching it. And I was what my favorite thing about what about it was I was pleasantly surprised with again, I've said it a million times during this first episode, but I just was pleasantly surprised with the quality of f- filming and like the way in what the the cameras and like the shots. Like I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so you? what's your total score then? Oh, then so if I add all that up, it comes to a whopping 8. Bam, 8 out of 20. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's good to start low, because I, I, I feel like you'll enjoy um, the later ones a little bit more. They have a little bit more sound yeah. than this. Um, I gave it a 7. Um, but I'm, I'm always, I can't give things like, very low ratings and I don't give things very high ratings. So I'm always kind of like an in the middle kind of person. Um, but I, I still think this is, yeah, you remember my ratings from um, Sundance. They're like, Oh, seven, if it's bad, eight, if it's good. Um, uh, no, I really, I do really enjoy this movie. I do think it's, um, uh, st- even though it's the animation isn't as quite as fluid as it becomes. Um, I think there's like a lot of beautiful scenes and it, I think, I, I still think it's fun to watch. There are some fun, like you know, I think the chase scene at the beginning is quite fun, and there are some fun action sequences, and it it, it moves pretty well. Like I, I I still have issues with the pacing, and I do think it's a little bit long, um, longer than it needs to be. Um, and it's just like oh god, just like flood the castle already. Um, <laughs> I think for its time, I think it had I think it was like a really, I think it's a really well made kind of action adventure um, movie that I could like put on if I just want some sort of fairly mindless entertainment. Um, yeah, so I gave mm-hmm. it a seven, and that makes it a ten out of twenty for me. Ooh, so you were, I, I'm more I harsh wasn't than you. Crazy about you. Sorry, I'm more harsh than you. <laughs> ah, I know. I we've always known that. Um, okay, <laughs> so next time we're going to be looking at Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which still isn't, which was made before um, Studio Ghibli was founded, but is very much considered to be a Studio Ghibli film. So that I'm excited for you to um, get to watch the first sort of stu- true Studio Ghibli film. Um, Ooh. And, and Miyazaki that, still directed this one, right? He did, yeah. I'll, so this whole, this rating scheme um, with those five points out of, those five different things out of two, we're only going to do for Miyazaki movies because um, the other directors have their own thing. So maybe, maybe I'll introduce like a, a different one for Takahata as well because he has his own um, style and recurring themes as well. Um, but you'll just have to see when we get to those. That That's a few movies in. I'm excited. So we'll see you next time for Nausicaa of the Value of the Wind. Bye-bye. Bye.